morning. Now this morning we heard the next part of the story of Nehemiah. Um, and Nehemiah, you will remember, is a, it was a man who was called by God to repair a what? So you can say it out loud, kids. Yeah, he was called to repair a wall around Jerusalem. But do you remember that Nehemiah's job on the wall with his team was only one part of God's repair program for Jerusalem and for his people? Let's remember this. After the exile, God brought his people back from their big time out in Babylon, and he brought them back with three leaders to repair three things. Let's see if you remember this. We're gonna, we're gonna use our hands to remember it, okay? So he brought back Zerubbabel to help them repair the temple, Ezra to help them repair the people, and Nehemiah to help them repair the walls. Let's do that together. Go ahead and put your hands together. Zerubbabel, temple, Ezra, people, Nehemiah, walls. Okay. So in the last part of the story, Nehemiah and his team actually finished rebuilding the wall. And so the part of the story we heard today, we jump back and we see Ezra again. And he's at work again, helping to rebuild God's people, repair God's people. How do you repair a person? We know how you repair a wall, right? You take a piece of stone and you put it on top of another piece of stone until it's finished. But how do you repair a person? Well, the first step we learned today is helping those people who are broken to hear God's word. And so that's what Ezra does is gather the people and help them hear God's word. Okay, the very first step, Ezra gathered the people all together and he opened God's Torah, the book of the law, God's instructions to them. So the Torah are the first five books of the Bible. I'm going to say them. And kids, if you know them, you can say them out loud with me, okay? The first five books of the Bible are Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. So Ezra gathers all the people, and he starts to read to them from the Torah. Let's think about this. The word Torah is usually translated law. So something like God's law or the book of the law in this passage. But you know what? It comes from a word, a verb, yara, which means to instruct or to show or to teach. So one way to translate it and think about it is that these books are God's instructions, right? So we could call them God's law, but maybe it would even be more helpful if we called it God's instructions. So maybe instead of picturing this big book like a law book, we can picture Ezra bringing out God's instructions. Okay, what I have here are some is a Lego instruction book. This is a Lego model that Pastor John got when he was a teenager. We've still got it. And this is the instruction book. So maybe we should picture Ezra opening up God's instructions book. For the people. But when the people begin to hear God's instructions, they have a very funny reaction. They all begin to weep. And then the priests say to them, don't cry, we should celebrate. And so the people go away and celebrate, and then they come back the next day and start reading the instructions again. So it's this three-stage process of their response to hearing God's instructions. So that's kind of a funny reaction, isn't it? But here's what I want you to imagine. 
I want you to imagine that you've been in your room for three days with a lot of Lego pieces that are supposed to make a model, but you've lost the instructions. You don't have the instructions. And the last three days you've been in your room trying to build this model with the only thing in your head is a picture in your mind of what you remember it's supposed to be like, but you don't have the instructions, the step-by-step -step instructions. So imagine now that on day number three, your mom walks in the room and says, hey kiddo, look what I found. I just found the instructions. You might respond with a little bit of sadness. You might say, what? Are you kidding me? I've been working for three days on this model and I haven't gotten anywhere. I've made a total mess of it and I've wasted all this time and all along we've had the instructions. That's how God's people responded when they heard God's instructions. And then the priest came along. So imagine then, as you have this big reaction to finding the instructions, what if your mom came along and she put her arm around you and said, oh, sweetie, I get why you're sad, but I'll tell you what, don't cry. We're going to go out for milkshakes. I want us to celebrate that we have found the instructions. We're going to go get milkshakes, and then tomorrow we can start over again with the instruction book. That's kind of like what the priest said to the people. Don't cry, go celebrate. And then we'll come back tomorrow. And sure enough, the next day they come back and they start reading God's instruction book again. And in the end of the chapter we heard, they start following God's instructions. So these people are being repaired by listening to God's instructions. So this is a good thing. Having the instruction book is a great help. And we can thank the Lord for being the kind of maker who gives us instructions so we don't have to just try to figure it out by ourselves. Let me pray for you. Lord God, we thank you for these children. We thank you that you are not a silent God. You are not a God who leaves us with the pieces and just watches while we try to put things together and make a mess of it. No, you love us and you want it to go well and you've given us a book of your good instructions to repair our hearts and our lives. So we pray for these children as they learn together this morning that you would help them to treasure and to follow your good life-giving instructions. In Jesus' name, amen.